Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. Before I bring in my first guest, Warner Laughlin, I'm really excited to have her on. I want to mention that uh, to honor Blaze Bernstein, I'm having people call in throughout the month of February and moving on forward throughout the year to talk about how you're going to blaze it forward, what great things you're doing to honor Blaze. So if you are interested, all you have to do is send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at KUCI.org. All right, it's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show to kick off today's show, Warner Laughlin. Good morning, Warner. Good morning, Janine. I am so happy to have you on. As I mentioned, uh, I was familiar with your studio. Before we get into this book, An Acting Revolution, The Warner Laughlin Technique, what led you to acting and teaching? Well, initially, uh, to acting, of course, I think it's awfully difficult to teach it if you've never done it. So for years, I was an actress. But I think when I was tiny, 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 it was just a blast to escape into another person's life, to look through their eyes, to see the world the way they saw it, rather than the world that I saw. Sure. Escaping into another human being was delightful. I was born and raised in a tiny little mountain town in the mountains of North Carolina, Murphy, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So my world was a little bit small, you know. <laughs> and you're in <laughs> L.A. now. What an antithesis. <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> and it, this must be incredible to look what you've done over the past 20 years and the various people that you have worked with. I mean, you know, Amy Adams, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Taylor Schilling, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, how did you develop this technique? Because it's a really interesting, as I mentioned off air, this is a very unique technique. Thank you so much. And I am so blessed to work with those people. They're special, special, special people. The, in the beginning, I was very heavily method trained, and I think a lot of us were, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, method being um, a technique where you take all of your tragedies in life, all of your heartaches and whatnot, and use those. In other words, you go back into your own life and you draw up something rather wretched that happened to you and you use it in the moment, in the scene, and it's called substitution. Mm -hmm. And this is the way that I was trained for years and years and years. And in theater, okay, it works on some nights, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but mostly as human beings, we just don't want to go there. Right. We aren't meant as human beings to keep reliving tragedy after tragedy. And um, it became a huge problem in my life in that I would work on a roll and that tragedy would stay with me, not just for that day, but for weeks and sometimes even months. And there came a point where I said, I cannot do this any longer and be a sane human being. Mm -hmm. I cannot... You know, what, I'm going to just use drugs or alcohol, I don't know, but I cannot continue feeling the way I feel and do this work. And I'd had a lot of psychology in my background and started really exploring how human beings are wired, like how do we have emotions, why do we recall them? And I thought, hmm, couldn't you do that for character? Why, yes, you can. So my technique is all imagination-based. And it allows you to escape into somebody else's life rather than escaping back into your own. 
And that's the thing that makes it so unique in that I've taken classes before. And sometimes you're just, as an actor, you're just overwhelmed knowing which class to take. And everybody's pitching at you, especially at the beginning of each new year. You get bombarded by emails and from different acting uh, seminars. And I can see the psychology background in you. Uh, when, you, For instance, you... At the beginning of the book, uh, there are different verbs you're talking about for the hows and seems to. Do you want to talk about that a little? Yeah, we start really with how a character is behaving because uh, think about it. If you are on the street and you see someone behave a certain way, it actually tells tells you so much about them, right? Right. You might not know their history. You might not know their background, but how they're behaving is hugely indicative of what their past was like. So the hows of behavior, we start with the text in the size or in the screenplay, rather, because when we, behavior is the best indication, I will say, of what someone's background might be like, like what issues they are dealing with. There's a little scenario that I run in the book um, as an example, like say you've got a guy on the street and a big bully walks up to guy number one and punches him. Guy number one cowers in fear. And that same bully walks up to guy number two randomly on the street again, and he punches him. And guy number two stands up firm, right? Mm -hmm. And the bully walks up to guy number three and punches him. And guy number three clocks him. (laughs) (laughs) So you've you've got three different behaviors from the same stimulus. The bully, right? Yes. All three of those people have had different backgrounds, different lives, different uh, life experiences, parents, whatnot. So behavior truly is the best indication of someone's past, what issues that they deal with. That's generally what the hows of behavior are. It's it's really intriguing because um, there are really there are benefits, emotional benefits from using your technique, aren't there? Very much so. You start to see people in your own life a little bit differently. Like, let's suppose there's someone that gives you trouble in your work or a friend who you just don't quite get, right? Right. You start to think about, oh, what happened to them to make them behave like that? Ah, their backstory. Yes. So there's a, a little bit of an empathy factor that starts coming into your own life. And also for yourself, like, what is my base human emotion? In other words, what makes me tick and behave the way I behave? What makes me act like that? Why do I keep repeating these patterns in my life? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Boy, that's relevant to a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't we, though? We're such creatures of patterns, you know. We, we, have you ever said to yourself, why do I keep doing that? (laughs) Yes, all the time. (laughs) All the time, yeah. There's a reason. What do you, um, when you see people come into your studio, uh, what makes someone, uh, do you see something in someone that says to you, this is going to be a successful actor, or, you know, maybe this person doesn't have what it takes to become an actor? You know, the best indicator, Janine, sometimes is work ethic. Mm-hmm. Well, take Amy Adams, for example. When she first came into class, that girl's hand was up in the air every five minutes. Why, <laughs> why is that, Warner? 
I don't know about that. Explain that to me. Love that doesn't it. make any sense. Mm-hmm. Why would this happen? Why would that happen? I mean, she was 1,001 questions, right? Yes. Tuned in. <laughs> that's a, that's Tuned a very, in. very good thing. Yes. There's also um, a kid who was an accountant, right? He's very left brain, a little bit shy, but he put his mind to it and came to class every single week, worked harder than anybody else in that class, and now he's a working actor. So I think it really depends on what you put in it. Right. I remember taking my first class or two in L.A. I had moved from Boston, and I was nervous, and seeing the confidence in other people, and I, I think you just have to, as I told you earlier, you have to go up against the beast, your insecurities, and throw yourself out there, and if you really want this, work at it really hard. Work really hard. And another thing about the imagination-based um, part of the technique is that you can enter that room not so much as yourself but as the character, which I always oh. found extremely comforting because sometimes it's hard to be us, right? Right. It's hard to be that vulnerable. Definitely. But if in your audition you're the character rather than yourself in that moment, it's far easier. That is so true. Uh it's so funny. I don't know why I'm going to give you this as an example. I went into a voiceover audition, and they put me in a really small booth, and they told me I was dressed in like a fish costume on a street corner yelling about some deal for a bank, and it was out <laughs> in it like a cheerleader. And I closed my eyes, and I became this character, and my hands and my body was flailing, and I got the job. <laughs> and, and I think you just have to embody and believe and feel that character. Just visualize yes. and embrace it, right? Right. With no fear. No fear is a huge, huge thing. Yes. Um, n- not worrying about the results of the audition. Like I always say, never walk in to get something. Always walk in to give something. Right. I know, because so many times I think, oh, I nailed it, and I never hear anything. Or I think, I bombed, and then you book it. <laughs> and you book it, exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. Because you weren't concerned with the outcome, right? Right. Yeah. So I'm reading your material that came with the book. I slept with Ryan Reynolds 27 times. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, kidding. I make that joke to my husband. Yeah, I slept so. with Ryan Reynolds 27 times. Yeah, um, We were doing Buried. I, I don't know if you've seen it. No, I haven't. It's, um, oh, go see it. I will. <laughs> it's some of his, I think, best dramatic work ever. But we were shooting in a soundstage in Barcelona. And... Up above the stages, they had um, a green room, so to speak, which was Ryan's dressing room slash green room. And it was huge, and there were two couches in there. So on breaks, Ryan would be on one couch, and I would be on the other. Now, in Spain, they actually take two-hour lunch breaks, which would never happen on set here, right? yes. (laughs) Complete with wine, which, I'm sorry, I can't drink wine during the middle of the day and go coach, yeah? (laughs) But so we would take little naps, me on my couch, Ryan on his couch, and we'd Funny. put on music and we'd snooze for two hours just because <laughs> the work day is so brutal. So I joke with my husband, so yes, funny. I slept with Ryan Reynolds 27 times. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, my gosh. So I want to touch on one thing, and then we're going to go back to your book. Um, the theme of my show is Get the Funk Out. Well, the title I love of the show. Thank you. Um, how do you instill in actors to stay positive when this industry is so tough? Think about picking up, think about, the, the, there's a hundred rocks on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. 
And every rock you turn over, let's suppose there's a no under that rock. But every single rock you turn over with a no, you're getting closer to a yes. Mm, I like that. Persistence is half of the game. Right. You're not going to be right for every single role. And here again, if you, you know, the whole idea of not taking it personally, you could literally be the best actress that walked in the door, but you might not be exactly right for the role. In other words, maybe you're blonde, they need brunette. Sure. Maybe you're petite and they need a tall person opposite this other actor. So there are a hundred reasons why you might not book that job, but walking in the door doing a fantastic job every time. Trust me, casting remembers that. You walk in the door and you embrace that character. Casting, you know, puts that away in a little memory file there. And trust me, that will be a job down the line somewhere, somehow. And again, it's going in to give something, not to get something. Right, because it shows. If you're looking, if you're really desperate for, you know, something, it'll show. And it makes you nervous, right? Oh, like, oh, yes. oh my gosh, I've got to get this job. I can't pay rent. I can't do this. Or this job would change my life. No one job is going to change your life necessarily. Right. Yeah. Now, let's talk about the business and how it's changed and evolved. And I mean, there's all kinds of things, obviously, that are happening right now in this climate. But can you talk about it a little bit? In terms of the Me Too movement, you mean? Yes. Uh I think women are finding their power. I mean, I've been in this business 40 years. <laughs> wow. It's crazy, yeah. right? Yes, long time. And, but I've seen it go from the norm, I guess you would say. We were just used to being treated like that. That's just what it was. It was just part of the business. But I think women are finally standing up and going, no, my voice counts. Mm-hmm. No, I don't have to be treated in this way. And hopefully it's going to bring us back around to the work of it all, the craft of it all. Yes. Rather than the politics of man versus woman, woman versus man sort of thing. Hopefully we'll come to a point where we are just in a creative flow with each other. Mm-hmm. And the rest of that is on the side, sidelines. Yes, I agree. I agree. And I loved Oprah's speech at the Golden Globes. Oh, my oh, gosh. Right. <laughs> it was wonderful. Whoa. I know. Unbelievable. She's, she's pretty special. She's incredible. So for people that don't know, they're aspiring actors, what is it like being on set? It's like a family. You've got so many people doing their own jobs. And it's, it's, if you're just starting out, it's, it's really interesting to learn what everybody does. Like, what does the DP do exactly? What is the first AD's job? What is uh, um, the, the script? What is he responsible for? It's like a whole big family working together for one thing, which is what I love about being on set. Being on set is, is like an escape, really, I think. Yes. Yeah. It's long hours, sure, but you, make, you truly make lifelong friends on set, I think. I think it's fantastic. Uh, for people that are in the industry but they don't have an agent, is it hard to book pilots? Is it hard to book, you know, co-star roles? I mean, how does that work? It, it's going to feel like that. Mm-hmm. But again, that persistence of it all. And if you're really having a hard time getting an agent, 
um, do your own thing. You know, shoot something. Get together with friends. Um, shoot with friends. Submit yourself to uh, USC, UCLA grad departments and see if you can get one of the, the grad films. Just work anywhere you can. Um, and sooner or later, it's going to be noticed. I think it's a great idea. I carry a notebook, and I'm constantly, like, uh, scribbling down, like, these short, almost like SNL sketch ideas. Awesome. And, like, I mean, this sounds delusional, but uh, a PMS cleaning service. <laughs> 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 I think that's awesome. You just gave that idea away, Janine. You know, I mean, okay, no one can take that. Because, like, you can visualize that, right? You just got yeah. that. Um, and, you know, and I just think these crew of women, some are sleeping on your couch, they're raiding your refrigerator, they're supposed to be cleaning, but they're not. <laughs> I think that's amazing. You should totally develop that. I'd like to. I'd like to. Do it. And, you know, sometimes you think your ideas are ludicrous, so you write them down in the notebook and they don't go anywhere. But now that I got your laugh, I'm going to i got to do something with this. But see, you can visualize that. I mean, you can see that, yeah. Yes. So I want to ask you, what would you like readers to take away from your book? That you don't have to be a tortured, abused soul to be an artist. You can have a full exuberant life offset or in, in, in life that you don't have to be because I remember you know in drama school it was a, a lot of people dressed in black and always depressed and yeah. did a lot of drugs I didn't but I saw it <laughs> yeah. and I thought oh wait maybe I don't belong but you do belong if you've got something to say, or if you have a driving passion to be an actor, then absolutely do it. Just go for it. If you don't, you don't want to wake up 60 and go, gosh, I wish I'd done that. Gosh, I wish I had just tried that. Just do it. There's a place for everybody, I think. Like, yeah. in the old days, it used to be just the pretty people. Mm-hmm. It's not just the pretty people anymore. <laughs> You're right, and I've been noticing that more on TV. They're more like these, um, you know, whole character actors and different styles, and I love it. It's very real. Very real. So just go for it. And never think you're too old. I mean, you look at all these different commercials. It doesn't matter. You know, there was a time I was like, maybe I should stop. Um, But, you know, you put on the TV, and there's just all different kinds of talent in movies and TV and everything. Even look at Melissa Leo. She, oh, yeah. you know, she came to fame. She's not old by any means, mm-hmm. <laughs> by any stretch of imagination. But she came to her, um, into her own. I would say, right, mm-hmm. a little bit later. Yes. Yeah. In a great it, role. It's, yeah. Age, age these days has nothing to do with it. It used to, but not so much now. This this book is so interesting, and I was wondering, how long did it take you to uh, put this all together? <laughs> it's so hard to put it on paper, because to me it's a little bit like trying to, to describe what love is. Mm-hmm. You can't, it, it, it's difficult to describe, so there were a lot of starts and stops and starts and stops, also because I work a lot, so... It would be, you know, starting and then getting back to it months later or trashing that whole... Yes, I get that. <laughs> ...that version of it and starting again. So it was, it was a little bit... 
And also, it's difficult not to just write down everything you're thinking and feeling and know about the business and about the craft and whatnot. So it was hard to kind of slimline it down a bit. But it must feel, as you're going through your day-to-day life, that what you're doing is the research for your book and you're getting these new themes and ideas? Sure, yeah. yeah. And you learn from actors, too. Like, as a teacher, I can never stop learning. As yes. a teacher, if an actor is going through something, ooh, I want to fix that. I want to, what was that problem? What did you encounter? Let me, let, me, let me help you through that kind of thing. So there have been times when actors will teach me as well. Yes, yeah. I, I mentioned to you I got into this industry. I was uh, trying to get into it in Boston. I got a demo. I I did some jobs. I moved here. I got an agent, and she said, sweetheart, you have to do other things. You can't just do voiceover. You have to be very well-rounded, and I want you to you know, open your horizons because I had no intention of doing on camera. I thought there's no way I would want to. <laughs> and what happens is when you go and you take you know classes at the Groundlings and you take UCB or whatever it is, um, you start learning more about your capabilities, things you never realized you could do. Stretching, yeah. right? If we believe in ourselves, I mean, why couldn't you, right? Right. Why, why is it, I think sometimes actors think, oh, that's for other people to be successful. No, it's not. It's for you. Why wouldn't you be? Of course you can be. Yes. Yes. Go str- be willing to fall on your face. Oh, Be yeah. willing to fail at something and not care. And, and improv is hard. It, I mean, UCB it, is hard. <laughs> <laughs> but what fun it is, right? It's a lot of fun. And, it, but, and it's great to watch the other actors. And it's so interesting. You just have to be open-minded and not care. I remember getting in a circle and they're like, okay, we're each going to sing a song. And it doesn't matter how good you are. And I thought, I'm not a singer. <laughs> <laughs> But in improv, singing it badly is even better. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was great. I love it. Where can people find out more about you and your book? Um, you can go to Warner Laughlin, with it spelled with an O, L-O-U-G-H-L-I-N dot com. Or you can go to Amazon and get the book if you want. Fantastic. And, and your Warner Laughlin Studios. Um, yes. They can go to that website as well. Absolutely. WarnerLawFund.com. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Any last bit of advice you'd like to leave the listeners? If you've got a passion for this, just do it. <laughs> just do it. Yes. Yeah. I, I agree. All right, Warner, this has been great. I've so enjoyed it, and thank you, Janine, for having me on, and best of luck to all you guys out there. Thank you so much. All right, I hope to see you again soon. Thanks. <laughs> so me too, you. Have a great day. You too. Honey. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Warner Laughlin calling in to talk about her book, An Acting Revolution, the Warner Laughlin Technique. Uh, all the info and this conversation, well, right now, all the info is up on the blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org, and this conversation will be up on the show blog within an hour after I wrap, and uh, we'll take a little break, and then I have several more guests. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.